Hello guys and welcome to this week's Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm Paula, your host and the Landscapers coach and today I'm talking about the importance of branding, logos and how powerful a well-written targeted email campaign can be. So if any of this floats your boat, let's go to the show. As the co-founders of the Landscaper Circle, we help you get more money, time and freedom to become limitless through our experiences as fellow landscapers and our tried and tested methods. If you want help with your marketing, managing or growing your business, you've definitely come to the right place. If you're a landscaper, garden designer or supplier to the industry, then hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, let's get back to the show. Hello guys and welcome to this week's episode of the Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm Paula. How are you doing? Uh, it's sunny but very cold at the moment down here on the south coast of the UK. Hopefully you guys are still all landscaping okay and you're not getting too many really low temperatures. Today I wanted to talk to you about basically logos, branding and newsletters. So a little bit of marketing but a little bit to remind you of simple things you can do in your business that will improve the success going forward. And recently I wrote a blog all about logos. So it ties in quite nicely. So you can head over to thelandscaperscoach.co.uk, go to the blog page and you'll see a bit more about logos there if you are currently developing your logo or you're going through a rebrand. Why is a logo important? The logo is literally the face of your business. Whether you're starting a brand new landscaping business or whether you're rebranding an existing business, your logo is a really important part of that because it makes a lasting impression on your clients. It sets the tone, it shows off basically in an image what you're all about. That's what you're trying to get through to people, your message with your logo. I know it seems insane because it's just a small part, but it's really important. It's the face of your company. Like I say, it creates a lasting impression. So having a well-designed logo is crucial. Now, before we get into sort of a bit of a case study on mine, what elements do you need to consider when you're creating a logo? Essentially, you need to consider things like colors, you need to pay attention to fonts, and you need to pay attention to if you are going to have a graphic or shape of some kind within that. The elements of a memorable logo is that it should be very appropriate to your company. It should convey the right message, essentially. It should be memorable. It should essentially be quite simple because you're going to use it on everything from your vans, your website, to your sightboards, to your uniform, to your business card to your headed paper, your logo literally goes everywhere. So you've got to get it right. It should be very relevant to the service that you're offering and what kind of client you're trying to attract. It should be easy to understand. That comes back to the simplicity. It should essentially be timeless because you want to keep that logo going for a number of years before you even consider a rebrand. So you want it to be almost timeless and scalable that you could be able to put it anywhere and condense it down. If you see from the TLC logo, I've got a very small logo, which just says the letters TLC. And also I've got the 
full length logo as well, which states the landscapes coach. So you want it to be scalable in any size. It needs to be high res. That's really important. And most importantly, you want it unique to you. You don't want to be a carbon copy of somebody else. So although a logo seems to be a small part of your business, it's quite big. If you think about all the really known logos, you see a tick, you think a Nike, you see the Disney logo immediately that we're talking about Disney. If you've ever played the logo game, which I'm a massive fan of, by the way, you recognize way more logos than you even give yourself credit for because they are super recognizable. And it didn't start out that way for any of those bigger companies. And the same as it's not starting out that way for you guys. You just want to create a logo for your landscape business or you want to rebrand and refresh yours because you're going after a new client base and you just want to start your logo. Now, they're the kind of elements of it. Okay. And we know that it's an important thing. It's good for branding and brand recognition and it keeps you professional. Now, what I am going to say is you don't always need a designer to create the logo for you. I've been through a number of designed logos that have been designed by a logo designer or graphic designer. And I've also done them myself or worked on them with a friend, i.e. Charlotte. And as long as you are happy with it, you don't have to go down the really expensive route if particularly if you're just starting out, you can utilize a lot of templates that will help you generate logos and start giving you an idea of how you want your brand to look. So you could do that first and then go to a graphic designer to get it all set out properly, or you could just go down the route of templates for the moment and then change later. Now, it's really important that you are going to be in love with this logo as well, because like I say, it's going to be on absolutely everything. It's going to be around for years. So if you hate the logo, then you're not going to be bought into that current brand or the message surrounding it. So I really urge you that you do have to actually fall in love with that logo. So if there's any element that you're not happy with, then you do need to speak to the designer that's creating it or have another play around on the templates if you are doing it yourself. Now, on the blog over at thelandscaperscoach.co.uk, there are a number of templates there that you can see to utilize for yourself. So things like Canva, Adobe logo, all of these things you can create your own logos in. But I wanted to take you through mine because I have, if you, you'll see on the blog, I have rebranded. I've rebranded twice in 13 years of having Aura Landscapes, my landscaping business. I've also rebranded TLC probably three, possibly four times. I think it's three, three times in a lot shorter space. First, because I was trying to find my feet of where I wanted to go with the business and obviously changing from a duo to a, a single person here running it myself. So with TLC in particular, we went from two people having input to, into the company values, company mission and vision and logo down to just me. So it can be a very different look and feel, which is why that was rebranded a number of times before I feel like I've hit the mark now. But with my landscaping business, the reason I chose to rebrand was because I felt that we had gone from a certain client base to a much upper market, more affluent, basically bigger projects, more clients that have a lot of um, money to spend. 
and I wanted to give a more cleaner look. Now, if you look on the blog and you see the differences or you check out Instagram, I, I did a post on this, you'll see that my Aura Landscapes logos haven't changed that much. Essentially, I changed the font. So instead of having lowercase lettering in a certain font, I actually went capital letters to give it a cleaner, more professional look. I kept the boxes. I've got two interlinking boxes that are green and gray and they interlink. And I really like that because we do have brand recognition and we've built a reputation and I didn't want to completely change the brand and the logo because I wanted people to still recognize us and see that equals aura landscapes. So I kept that element as well. But what I did add was a seemingly simple outline in just literally an outline. So I basically boxed the logo. I boxed the logo, I changed it to capital letters and I just made it look a lot cleaner and sharper and by changing the font as well. And I do think that it was the best thing I did for my brand because it has now moved on with the change in the website, the change in the projects we're going after, and it does give a much more high-end look and feel as well as being way more professional. That's my opinion on it. And I wanted to explain my reasons for it because you might be in a similar position. You might have had a logo for a long time and you've got a well-established landscaping business. However, your business has changed significantly in the years since you initially created and developed your first logo. And you may be feeling like I was, that you've outgrown that logo and the logo no longer inspired you. It no longer fits with what you were doing in the business and it no longer conveyed the message you wanted to get across. And all of that is how I felt. And this is why I decided to change the logo. Now, my original logo, I had designed by a graphic designer because I had no idea where to start. It was literally looking for inspiration seeing what colors, because let's not forget, you have your logo and the logo colors, but then you do have to have a color palette that runs alongside that will work on all your branding. So on your um, social media posts that runs throughout your website, that's on all your printed um, literature. So not only do you have to think about the logo and the fonts within that logo, and also what I like to call sister fonts that run alongside that. So we have two or three fonts max that we run as our branded fonts that we utilize in our brand and we have three or four colors that run through it now one of them is white a gray i have a slight green for for the logo and then i have a teal and a navy blue so sorry i have have more than four or five i have um and they make up my branding um which obviously forms part of the logo but it also means that those colors and fonts tie in throughout all of my marketing all of our van wraps our uniforms etc and it's quite different to how I used to so the old style logo was very much gray and green there was no blues in there gray green and white pretty much I didn't feel like it looked clean I didn't feel like it looked as professional as it could and all of our branding so our van wraps were very visual so lots and lots of printed imagery 
of projects which quickly go out of fashion as you develop the business, you take on different projects. So now with the new brand, it's very much clean. There are no project photos on the vans. It's, it's just very much clean, professional logo and contact details and website. I used to also have a strap line called Outdoor Living Solutions designed with you in mind, which I had running underneath the logo. I decided to take that away as well because I just felt it was too much and it wasn't the message I wanted to convey as we went forward with the business. So there was a lot of reasons behind it. Logos are not just a quick, oh, let's just quickly do a logo. Let's put it out there. It's fine. Thought has to go into it and really think of all the elements that work around that so that your logo doesn't just look like it's been cut and pasted onto things. It needs to look like it's seamlessly a part of everything, of all of the marketing. Um, the colors fit with it. The, the fonts fit with it. You have to pay special attention to that. So it's very important. And I absolutely go with a graphic designer or try it yourself if you're feeling pretty creative and you've got a bit of time. Either way, it's just about finding the right visual that's going to convey all of everything that I've spoken about in, in one song visual, which is quite funny. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about is the power of newsletters, because you've got all your branding, you've got your logo. But something that I think we overlook is the power of a monthly newsletter. Now, what do newsletters do? Essentially, they used to be the old school. You'd send them out, wouldn't you, in printed form and people would sit there and read it with a cup of tea. Now we're more likely to send it out via email. But essentially, it just helps with brand storytelling. So it tells your story to your clients and it builds a constant connection and a consistent connection with the audience because you're regularly communicating. Now, notice regularly communicating. It's no use doing a one-off newsletter and then forgetting about it for 12 months and thinking again, oh shit, I need to do another newsletter. No, we need to make it consistent. So over in the Landscapers Coach, I tend to send three or four newsletters a month. And these are to people who have opted in, people that have joined classes, anybody that's got their name onto my database through being interested in something from me, they will get a weekly, I try and do, weekly newsletter and it has to be a good message behind it with my landscaping business i only do a monthly newsletter because my database on that side of things are customers people that have inquired people that have had work done people that are thinking of getting work done maybe it's people that have got an open quote people that haven't booked in a site visit but have inquired all of those people have said no, all of them go on there and I send them uh, a newsletter once a month. The most important thing is it's not all about you. It's no good or you won't see very good results if your newsletter just talks all about you. And I know a newsletter is meant to be there to convey your message to your client, but you've also got to try and make it about them. That makes it more successful. So the elements of a good newsletter needs to be that it's not all about you. It's got to be very client focused. So you've got to think about what are they asking you about? What questions are they asking? What type of inquiries are you getting? When you're chatting to clients, what tends to be the topic of conversation other than 
how much that driveway is going to be or the, the new garden. And you've got to make it interesting. If it is boring as hell and all you do is talk about you and all you do is sell, they're going to switch off straight away. They're going to unsubscribe and essentially you've wasted an opportunity. So it's really important to think about the content. It's really important to make sure it's fully branded, like I've discussed earlier, with your logo, your colors, your fonts. So it looks like it's coming from you. So when it comes into their inbox, they know it's from you. So that they trust it. They're going to open it. They're not going to delete it straight away. Um, and you've got to have a really good call to action within it to get them to respond to you or inquire with you. But also, you need a good hook. So you need a good subject line. And the subject line is in the, the subject line of the email because that subject line often is the difference between someone opening your email and just deleting it. You need to think about your subject lines instead of just quickly just shoving anything in there. It needs to engage with the client. It needs to pique their interest enough for them to open it. And then the content within it needs to build that trust with them build a relationship with them, be interesting to them, and then it needs to finish with a call to action for them to do something, whether that's call you, email you, whatever it might, go check out something on the website, whatever it might be, you have to have a call to action. So a good subject line, good content, good call to action. I would also go and say good imagery makes a big difference as well, particularly as we are in an industry and a profession where we get to showcase our projects visually with photos. You might as well take advantage of that. So I just wanted to share a recent email that I've sent out a few this year. And I've had two that have worked really well. And the latest one I sent out, and I think the reason it worked really well is the subject line is pretty salesy. And it said, three spots left for summer ready gardens. Basically, I am literally hoping they're going to think, oh, my God, I need a summer ready garden. They've only got three spots left. So it's the element of scarcity and they're going to book in. They're going to want to book in. If they want to book in, they're going to get in touch. And the email goes on to say, Happy New Year. We're looking at our gardens. Are you looking at your garden in dismay? And do you want a complete garden transformation? Be sure to act quickly. Again, scarcity, unavailability. And we go on to say, although we've got, we do have availability for planting design, garden design and maintenance, there are actually less than three spots available for patio and garden installation for your garden to be ready in time for summer. So it's given them the element of, oh my God, act now, act now. Otherwise you are not going to have your garden ready for summer. Not a chance. If you don't get one of those three spots, you have got no chance of having a garden that is worthy of being summer ready. You'll probably have a winter ready garden instead. And then the important call to action, hit reply to this email to book a consultation. Now, Seems like a very simple email, yeah? That's quite a salesy email. The one before wasn't quite so much. It talked more about plants and maintenance and I got two maintenance inquiries off the back of that. Now this one went out and I actually had one guy who has had an open quote for ages. We're working on a garden design with him. Nothing's been finalized, but he went very quiet over Christmas. I've since found out it's because him and his family were quite ill, as were many people. And he literally responded, with an email that said, I want one of those spots, please book me in. 
And this is a garden that's probably going to be in the region of 60 to 80,000 pounds, depending on what he finalizes in the design stage. And so it's not to be scoffed at. That one email, that one email has got him thinking about his garden being ready for summer. And in that, and in, in me sending that email, it's prompted him to respond to me and say, I want one of those spots. How do we go about it? And I replied to him and said, we need to get your design finalized. We need to get a quote finalized. And then we need to take a deposit in order to hold your space. That was good because then he responded to me with the amends he wanted to the design. And then when can we get, once that's all done, can you please work on a quote, etc. So now he's keen to get this sorted. And this has been going on for a long time now. Um, as do some clients, it just takes a while to get to the perfect design for them. Uh, but essentially, that one email has led to potentially 80,000, pounds of work in that one, one guy, one guy inquiring, one guy responding, not inquiring, one guy responding to that rather than my general email that says, hey, how you doing? How's your open quote? Do you want any more help with the design? A bit boring, a more direct, more salesy approach got him to respond and another one off the back of that was a maintenance just booking him for a planting design actually and potential maintenance off the back so that's another two responses so from the last two emails that I sent out I've had four responses back to three maintenance slash planting and one build which for me it doesn't cost a lot and it doesn't cost a lot in time or money to send out a automated email campaign. I say automated, it's more scheduled. It's not automated. I create the campaign and I schedule it into a CRM system so that it goes out. So I'm not sending individual emails to 300 plus people on a database, plus compliance with GDPR in that they can unsubscribe. So essentially what I'm trying to say to you is do not overlook the simple marketing acts of newsletter creation and sending and the elements required very simple call to actions intriguing subject lines and hooks that get them in and good quality content it's going to make all the difference in your marketing this year it's going to make all the difference to your business because if your marketing is great your sales and well your inquiry should come in then if you're really good at sales then your sales will come in and your business will grow it's quite a Simple thing, yet people overlook it. People overlook what sim simple marketing you can do immediately rather than waiting to create an entire marketing strategy and plan. Now, if you want help with creating a marketing strategy or plan or logo, or you're looking to get a landscaping business off the ground and don't know where to start, or you've got an existing business, but you need help growing and developing into the next level, you wanna up-level yourself and your business, then do get in touch because that's what I'm here for, not just for marketing hints and tips, but to help you grow and develop your business to essentially create the life that you want, whether that's more time or money or both. So I hope that's given you some food for thought today. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please share it with people. Please let them know about this podcast. There's over 197 episodes now I cannot believe I've chatted 197 times about various things to do with business marketing and life 
So there's plenty for people to get their teeth into. There's plenty to learn. There's plenty to be inspired by. And please give us a five-star review if you are loving it. I really appreciate it. So thanks guys for listening. I'll be back next week on the Limitless Landscapers podcast. See you later.